Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Kia ora and hello. I've been asked to tell you about No Labels, the radio show for, by, and about people living with disabilities. The show offers interviews and news about the disability sector in Aotearoa, New Zealand. On Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. Find us on Facebook or go to www.accessradio.org.nz. No Labels, our voice for you on Access Radio. And welcome to this edition of No Labels for February with your host Thomas Bryan. Our guest this edition is Sarah Gardner. Now Sarah is in Wellington. She um, has a terrific job and one that um, I guess will be overseeing quite a piece of work happening around our city. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks Thomas, it's really great to be here. Sarah, can you tell our listeners a little about what you do, the organisation you work for, um, before we get into some of the questions? Sure, no problem. So I'm the Programme Director. Uh, So effectively that means that I look after the running of the programme. And the programme is is fairly complex. It has uh, uh, lots of moving parts, I guess, Um, and but the really exciting thing about Let's Get Wellington Moving, of course, is that it's transformational for Wellington. So it's about making a safe, accessible, uh, livable and sustainable city uh, and transforming the city from what we have to one that relies on moving more people around with far less uh, vehicles. So uh, that's the idea. It involves everything from walking and cycling through to public transport. Um, and also there's an element of you know, building communities through the urban development piece of the program as well. So it's hugely exciting. Uh, it stretches from basically uh, the airport and Island Bay uh, right uh, round up into uh, up until uh, Johnsonville uh, in the suburbs. So there's a lot of work for us to do, uh, and it's going to be a program that's going to be decades in the making. And a large part of our city will certainly you know, see significant change, meaning for many of us who get around the city using public transport, walking, etc., uh, it will mean a huge difference in being able to access you know, major parts of the city. So, Sarah, um, you haven't always been at Let's Get Wellington Moving. Where were you before then? So uh, I started out my career as a, a planner, um, planning and regional council, um, and I've worked in local government in New Zealand and in Australia on the Gold Coast. Um, and then uh, I've also uh, been in central government uh, with the Ministry for the Environment, the EPA, um, here, and then uh, in um state government in New South Wales, where I was an executive director in New South Wales. So worked on things like the transportation of dangerous goods, um, contaminated land, uh, um, the storage and licensing of radiation sources. Um, And also uh, from there, 
took up uh, the chief executive role, which is my most recent role before this at Otago Regional Council. And as you're, you're probably aware, regional councils have responsibilities for regional transport planning and also for public transport. So part of my responsibilities included the public transport uh, network for both Dunedin and Queenstown. Wow. And we've certainly seen you know, huge changes um, just within New Zealand around our public transport, what we now have. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when we had buses that had steps in them. Now yes. we have lovely low-floor buses. And, of course, in Wellington, we have these lovely, I love the single-decker electric mm-hmm. buses. Don't like the double-decker electric buses, but I love the single-decker ones. They just seem to whip along the streets at, at a great rate, but they're quiet, they're comfortable, um, and you're not fighting with people when you try and get on the front door um, who are coming down mm. the stairs trying to get out the front door as well. So I think they're a, a much better vehicle. So, Sarah, um, let's get Wellington moving. So, as you said, it's going to be transformational. There's going to be a lot of lot of work that's happening. And we have, obviously, rapid transit. We've got cycleways. We've got pedestrian zones. So... What are the sort of some of the um, key areas that are going to be started off with? Because it's been been sort of discussed and chatted about for mm-hmm. quite some time now. Yes, you're exactly right. And look, I think everybody's ready for delivery, so getting shovels <laughs> in the ground. Um, and that will definitely uh, be really kicking off this year. We have, uh, you might be aware, um, on the 31st of January, we opened the Common Crossing. Uh, so that's on Cobham Drive, um, which has created an excellent connection between uh, the the suburbs around uh, Cobham Drive and the waterfront and the new uh, walking and cycling provisions uh, on the waterfront. So that's extremely exciting. Uh, we've also been doing some uh, intersection upgrades recently. Um, Vivian Street last year, which you would have uh, probably seen us in, that was us. Um, and now on the keys, and those are all about um, enhancements so that those pedestrian, those crossings work great for pedestrians uh, and uh, are enhanced so that they're, they're modern and, and as we might expect. Um, con- as far as construction is concerned for this year, we've got a couple of things that are planned. So we are hoping to start uh, construction for the Golden Mile. Right. Um, and that will be a huge piece of work. Um, it's such that, a busy thoroughfare. That's exactly right. That's a piece of work that will take uh, three years for construction. Wow. Um, and it will involve uh, taking out private vehicles from from the Golden Mile uh, and removing parking uh, and making sure that there is a fantastic um, pedestrianisation and cycleway through the Golden Mile for Wellingtonians as well. Um, so we've got some important work, early works start that have just started actually last weekend. Uh, so that's looking at uh, what's beneath our feet and uh, beneath the pavement on the Golden Mile. So we're just uh, digging some some exploratory pits so that we can investigate the the state of the uh, utilities. Also, exactly where they are, because often that can be a surprise if you try to do major <laughs> construction and you haven't identified them. And also to look at the the ge- geotechnical um, fabric uh, in terms of what's underneath underneath the pavement, so we can best plan for 
the way that we're going to need to do work and the provisions we'll need to make and design. So that's kicked off now. And then after the Women's FIFA World Cup uh, that takes place over sort of July and August, we expect to be moving fairly quickly after that into construction full on. Um, and at this stage, uh, we think that will, as I said, take take two years, but it won't, um, three years, but it won't be that the whole Golden Mile is disturbed at once. Uh, it will be done in sections, so there won't be disturbance for three years for every person on the Golden Mile. Um, your piece will be done uh, before we move on to the next, so it will be sequenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. Now, we have a song we're going to play this morning, or this afternoon, I should say. And what's your first song and why? So um, I have chosen uh, We Built the City by Starship, um, really because it fits with the theme of the program. Um, it is what we're doing is transformational. We are um, effectively, yeah, building a new part of the city. Um, and so I thought it was appropriate. Great. great song i must admit when i saw your song titles and they were all about cities and transport i thought oh this is going to be great um <laughs> and then when i saw the, the titles you've chosen i thought excellent choices um so 
we know that you know there's been quite a bit of consultation around some of the you know work that's you know on the cards and such like so what sort of things are going to be i guess included or you know what's going to assist disabled people and older people get around our cities um, sure um so uh i can talk a little bit about the golden mile first uh, in terms of the Golden Mile project, what we have done is we had an accessibility advisory workshop with accessibility representatives um, ahead of public engagement on the Golden Mile design, which we did in 2022. So that was on the 30% design. Um, and so we really wanted to make sure that we could understand uh, how uh, what was being proposed in design and what we would build into design later could best help those who might be impaired in some way, um, those who perhaps have difficulties getting around. Um, and so it was really important that we get information directly from that um, the accessibility advisory uh, representatives and community, um, because first-hand experience, of course, is always the best when it comes to understanding exactly uh, how things might work and, and what works best. Um, in terms of generally how we are working um, with others um, on accessibility and um, testing early thinking, we, we are continuing to work with the uh, advisory forum. Uh, we also are looking to establish a stakeholder forum, uh, which will include people like the Office of um, Disability Issues, uh, and we have relationships with other groups in the sector that, that we're talking to. So we're trying to make sure we get the best information possible to inform our work, whether that's thinking about cycleways, whether that's thinking about priority. For example, does a pedestrian have priority over a cyclist, over a bus? Um, or whether that's thinking about the kinds of things we can do and build into our customer offering for, for light rail. Light rail, well. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a question I was going to save till later, but um, <laughs> but since, you, since you've mentioned it, um, so obviously we're going to have rapid transit um, and, and there's obviously very much a, a, still a bit of a debate, I gather, in the community, you know, whether it's light rail or whether it's rapid bus or whatever. But um, I understand the route has been sort of basically fixed in place now where that's going to run from, um, which I guess will, will give some certainty as to you know, what people can expect and where it's going to go to and from. I wonder if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about, about that. Sure. Uh, so our light rail uh, is the preferred option at this point in time of our three funding partners. Now, three funding partners are uh, Waka Kotahi, the uh, Wellington City Council and Greater Wellington Regional Council. Um, so the, uh, the option of light rail and the route that the light rail will take uh, was announced in July last year. The route is from the railway station in Wellington through uh, through the Basin Reserve, uh, down Adelaide Road and out to Island Bay. Um, it, uh, there's a lot of work to be done to uh, still figure out um, exactly what uh, kind of light rail we will use, so what the vehicles will look like. Um, 
But at the moment, we're doing a large amount of detailed investigation, trying to work through uh, exactly where there might be issues or challenges, uh, what will work best, and how we might how we might come to uh, realising the benefits of light rail so that they are the best for Wellington and the communities uh, that light rail will will uh, create through additional development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly um, interesting when you see what other cities around the world have done with with light rail and and rapid transit, and obviously you know going out to the suburbs, being able to bring more people quickly into into the city uh, will certainly be great. Um, I guess one of the concerns certainly that some of our um, listeners and some of the community have had, which we've raised with Wellington City Council, um, with their latest development around the cycle lanes and bus stops, is ensuring that whatever goes in as far as rapid transit goes um, is going to be level boarding and is going to be at least you'll be able to wait on the platform like you do for um, light rail or trams or whatever it might be um, internationally. And I think you know, we've learnt from what's happened in places like Adelaide Road, where you actually still have to wait on the footpath and then cross the cycle lane to get to the bus when it pulls into the stop. Um, and if it's not your right bus, you then have to step back out onto the cycle lane um, till you get back to the footpath. So we've certainly learnt from that it's not a great design at all. And so I guess we're hoping that with um, something brand new that we'll see something that has lovely uh, waiting areas on a platform that's warm and sheltered from our winds and rain, um, et cetera. Sure. Look, um, Thomas, I think uh, all of that is certainly under consideration. We're very aware uh, of some of the international examples and how uh, accessibility has been treated in terms of the the station platforms, uh, making sure that there's no um, you know no disconnect between the vehicle that people are trying to access and the level of the station, um, making sure it's as easy as possible for people to use. Also, making sure that those those stations are um, are appropriate for accessing as well. Um, we often talk about the uh, the Wellington weather and and how we need to think about uh, design and what that says about the kinds of um, travel behaviour that people adopt. Um, so we think about that a lot as well. We uh, have visited uh, Brisbane recently um, and looked at the work that they've been doing on Cross River Rail particularly. Right. Um, and seen uh, some of the ways that they were able to give their community confidence about how Cross River Rail will operate, particularly in terms of accessibility. Uh, And so all of that learning is going to be fed into our programme. We're certainly uh, looking to to make sure that our work is is as good as anything you see internationally. Which will be great. Um, just for our listeners, I, um, when you talked about the route, so that's actually not going to come the normal route that the, the buses do at the moment. Is it, There'll be some overlap, but most, well, the part of the route will actually be going along the quays, not Lampton Quay. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. So yeah. the light rail route will go down the waterfront quays right. rather than where the buses go at the moment, which is in the Lampton Quay 
Yeah. Um, the Lampman Key route. So you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, great. And so, other other projects, or other pieces of work that are going to come out. If our listeners are keen to get involved, learn more about it, um, maybe make a submission or what. What mm. else is coming up in the next sort of twelve months or so that yeah. you know, people might be keen to you know, find out about or even you know get involved with. Absolutely. Uh, we fully encourage that. So uh, we've got some really uh, interesting work happening at the moment. We're out uh, for orientation weeks, uh, doing some work with university students, mm -hmm. um, helping them to become familiar with what our program is and its offering. Right. Um, we also uh, will have uh, some further consultation uh, through, through this year uh, on a number of things. Definitely... Uh, looking more at another part of our program, which is called our City Streets Program. And, and some of your listeners might be familiar with the work that we started last year on the Johnsonville to Nauranga section, um, where we're looking at uh, improved walking and cycle uh, opportunities, uh, that connection between Johnsonville and Nauranga, um, and also looking at... Um, public transport and bus stops and, and other things that uh, how we might enhance that area, um, enhance that area of, of the city as well. Mm -hmm. So there is there's certainly a lot happening. Uh, we have also um, what we call targeted improvements happening, and that's about 80 very small projects uh, that will happen around the city to improve things like wayfinding, um, and they're so small, you can think of them as pretty much a couple of tradies uh, going out and, and doing some work. Uh, but they will make some significant improvements with improved signage and, and other sorts of things like that. So there's a lot of work going on at the moment, but I guess we're really in a transition phase as we move from doing lots and lots of planning to also being involved in delivery and doing that, that shovels in the ground kind of stuff, which I think all of Wellington has been been looking forward to. When you say wayfinding, are you is anyone looking at um, forms of electronic wayfinding? Um, I know certainly a number of um, wheelchair users and, and mobility scooter um, users quite often will struggle with things like street signs because of their positioning because they're so uh -huh. so high up on mm -hmm. on posts but I also know for like for the blind community um, there's there's no braille there's no audio and so if you're new to a city or you're trying to venture out and mm. meet somebody for a coffee and they say meet me on the corner of so and so um, you often have you know no idea and of course if you're an older person um, you're really probably your sight maybe starting to go um, and trying to lift back and, and I think that's one of the concerns that people had with the real-time signs that you know we currently have where they're just too high up the pole for people right. to actually read or the sun shines on them and people can't read them so is there any sure. work happening in that sort of electronic wayfinding sort of space to help people get around the city a bit more easier? So we certainly have those considerations within the program, right? Um, but I do think it's also really important that we're hearing from people with those kinds of challenges, mm -hmm. um, because that really helps us in our design phases to think about exactly how uh, people with any kind of um, you know uh, disability or accessibility issue can obviously um, be part of 
be part of what's happening on our streets and uh, be catered for because I think you know we want to be hugely inclusive and make sure that all of our community is able to access all of the exciting things that the program is going to deliver. And so if people want to know more about Let's Get Wellington Moving, what's uh, how can they get involved and how can they find out what's happening in that space? Sure. So the easiest, the easiest uh, way to, to do that is to go to our Let's Get Wellington Moving website. Um, that's probably the, the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will give you a whole range of information, uh, not just about um, the mass rapid transit or light rail work, but also about those things that are currently um, or will be up for consultation mm-hmm. uh, and where we are at every step of the process. You'll be able to see on the website the, the sort of graduated design steps for things like the Golden Mile um, and also our responses to consultation and how we've addressed some of the things that have been raised inside of consultation as well. So that's a really great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also... Um, you know, we have uh, we use uh, social media, so we have a Facebook page, for example, um, and that's a great way to interact with us and and tell us what you're thinking. Um, it's also where we put a lot of information or alerts about what's happening. Uh, we do sometimes have uh, Facebook Live sessions where um, where we talk about what we're up to with the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even even just uh, reaching out to us just generally um, through our website or through Facebook, we're really happy to engage with people. So, you know, if if there is a group or individuals who want to have a conversation or, a, or have any interest in what's going to happen in their community from a Let's Get Wellington moving perspective, please get in touch with us. We're very happy to engage. And, of course, you have your newsletter as well that goes out, which, um, which is a great way of, you know, if you you know, aren't able or you're, or you're finding it difficult to struggle to get through all the information that's on the website, the newsletter is a great way to be able to be kept up to date with, with what's happening. It's, uh, I guess it's, it's what I use all the time to know right. what's happening. That's fantastic to know, Thomas, because yeah. you know, we put a lot of effort into the newsletter and we're really pleased to, to yeah. hear that it's um, meeting expectations so that's fantastic that's great so is there anything else um before you introduce your last song what you uh, you'd want to share with our listeners today look i think uh the the team at let's get wellington moving are really aware of the the huge responsibility that we have to deliver deliver a future wellington for all wellingtonians um we really care about what we're doing uh but we also know that the community is a big part of what we're doing and uh, we need to deliver for the community. So having that kind of community engagement, those relationships and having insight from the community about what works for them is super important. So I just encourage people to take a look at our website or our Facebook page and um, and don't hesitate to reach out to us and uh, and have a conversation because we're very happy to do that. Great. Thanks for that, Sarah. Now your your final song, what, what is it and why? And uh, would you like to introduce it as we close the show? Certainly. Um, all right. So uh, my final song is Peace Train. Um, and the reason why I chose it is probably pretty obvious. 
I wanted to choose a song that had something to do with trains because of the light rail project. So there you go. Right. Well, let's go out with Cat Stevens and Peace Train. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you soon. Now I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There is a peace train about the good things to come and i believe it could be something good has begun oh peace train sounding louder right on the peace train program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.